was life how are y'all doing good morning good morning I saw jeremy i saw my father-in-law ken morgan on there jody good morning if you are uh, just tuning into us we are also running a podcast right now which we post every week on our channel backwards life um also you can check us out on our website backwardslife.com uh, all social media backwards life but my name is davy um i've been with backwards life for nine years now and um i am been doing this for about a year and a half and uh, I try to go live around 9:30 here on Sunday mornings every Sunday uh, this morning I've just been deep in God's word and just really allowing him to speak to me on what to say so I just welcome all of you good morning David Michael how are you doing good morning Jody good morning Bill how are y'all doing so blessed that you guys are here um, good morning good morning have a blessed day Elk River Minnesota good morning yeah, turkey season is underway. It is, uh, I know Michael and Kevin are down in Florida. Michael, uh, I believe, shot a bird yesterday, shot a good turkey, and Kevin's dad shot one. I know if, if y'all uh, listen to our, our Go Alive, uh, if you subscribe to our live feed from Facebook, you'll see, you can see where they kept, they went live after they harvested their birds. <clears throat> good morning, good morning, Greg. Good morning, Greg X-Line. How are you doing, brother? Good morning. My father-in-law is in Virginia. So I'm here in Central Kentucky. Uh, that is where I am in my office, where I go live every Sunday. And um, you know, this morning I've just got I've got a word for you guys. And I, I told you guys last week. And uh, before I jump into this, uh, I want to pray for us. I want to pray um, that our hearts are cultivated to hear the message that God has for us. So let's go ahead and let's pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you uh, for the rising of the sun, Lord. We thank you for the breath that's in our lungs, Lord. We thank you that uh, you have called us your children, Lord. We're thankful for your faithfulness. We're thankful for your son, Jesus. We're thankful for the Holy Spirit, Lord. And I pray right now that only the Holy Spirit come close and prosper, Lord. That it's you that opens the hearts, our eyes, our ears, Lord, that you would open them up right now in the name of Jesus that you would speak through me, Lord. Father, I lay my life down before you. I don't consider myself worthy to even speak your word. So, Father, I come to you in humility. As a sinner who has fallen short of you and your glory and the task that you have given me, Father. So, Father, in my humbleness, Lord, raise me up. 
to speak your words through the Holy Spirit. And may those who are listening take these words and put them into practice just like you've called us to do. Just want to say I love you and I honor you with everything that I have. It's in Jesus' name I pray. So good morning. Good morning. You know, this is, um, I've walked through a lot of stuff in the past three years, and I'm going to share a little bit about this today. And um, and I, last week, if you haven't watched last week's uh, message, I'm just going to tune in and kind of give you a brief about what it was and what I feel the Lord is doing right now, uh, not only in the States, but all around the whole entire world. And it's amazing because I'm hearing the same messages being spoken so I know that the spirit of the Lord, uh, which speaks the same message is on the move, but it's up to us uh, to hear and to listen and to obey what he's calling us to do. And it's tough. I get it. It is extremely tough. Um, and I can tell you every word that I'm going to speak to you today. I have tasted these words and these words have pierced my heart and they have brought me to my knees. But I can tell you that I am so thankful uh, for the pruning and the the sharpening of God and what he's doing in my life and continues to do. And uh, I don't by any means don't consider myself better than any one of you. Uh, we are all children. God does not show favoritism. He loves every single one of us just the same. And he is so faithful to us. Even when we we go astray, when we want to do our own wills, uh, regardless of what the father is telling us, that he is faithful. But I believe right now, uh, as I spoke um, last week, that God speaks before he acts. We see this throughout all of scripture. We see it as he spoke into creation uh, and it was through his words of speaking that creation came about. We see as he spoke promises to Abraham, to Noah, as he spoke to uh, David, as he spoke to the disciples through Jesus. When we see these things, when God speaks and God speaks promises, they will come to fruition. Why? Because when God speaks, he will do. And he calls us to hold him true to his word. That's why we have his word is, and you know, it's, it should be his word is a light into our path and a lamp into our feet. We're all walking in darkness. Every single one of us, this, the prince of this world has blinded our eyes of both believers and non-believers. And it comes up to us to really listen to what he is saying to us and then putting uh, practice, putting that into action. I told you guys uh, a couple weeks ago that there was an, uh, a seminary at, at Asbury Seminary. There was an email that went out that at 10.07, that they were going to sound the uh, tornado alarms as a test. And and I told you guys this last week that, you know, 1007, like why? That's such an odd number. And so I just started asking the Father because he knows all things and God is speaking today if we have the heart uh, to listen, if we have the eyes and ears to see what he has to say to us. And when I got to Revelations 10-7, um, it said this. It said... But in the days when the seventh angel is about to sound his trumpet, the mystery of God will be accomplished just as he announced to his, his servants, the prophets. So God speaks before he does. And we covered this last week. We talked about it uh, in Matthew 24, you know, that we have to stay true to the end. Only listen and, and abide what he says. It's his word. It's not what everybody else says. It's his word. Regardless of what the world is saying, his word is the key. And it always has been and it always will be. We also talked about in uh, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And I told you guys, and I just feel like, you know, that, that God is doing a new thing. He's doing a fresh thing. It's not something he's never done before. No, but he is raising up an army that 
that God is calling people out to get all to get out of the audience, to get out of the stands, and to step on the playing field. And you know, there's God is really moving, and God is really speaking right now. And it's so amazing as I talk to people who are walking uh, in the Spirit that they're saying the same thing. So I know that God is lining up an army. And you know, I spoke this message last week about how God speaks before He does. And then on Monday, I was just praying, and 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 I felt like God wanted me to share Ezekiel 37. And uh, so that's where we're going to spend most of our time is Ezekiel 37. And before we jump there, uh, another passage that came came to my mind um, was First Peter 4, uh, 17. And I can say this because back three years ago, three years ago, um, I was just coming back to, to God. I, I had ran from him for almost 17 years doing my own thing. And wasn't listening to him, didn't even know that God spoke. And when I finally started hearing God speak through his word, and I felt God calling me back to his will to do his will and his will alone and surrender my will, um, a person had sent me, a good friend of ours had sent me a Bible, and she said, I pray that this Bible speaks to you. And when I opened that Bible up, the tether, the string that's in the Bible, this tether that's hanging down, it was set in, in, in uh, 1 Peter 4. And I was like, all right, Lord, there's something you're trying to show me. And when I read that whole page, I got to 1 Peter 4, 17. It says, for it is time for the judgment to begin with the family of God, meaning believers of God. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will, be, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? I didn't know this at the time, but God was leading us out because we had finally surrendered, both my wife and I had finally surrendered to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit led us out to a farm. We got rid of our worldly lives, had to leave family, and it was some of the hardest things I've ever had to do was to leave all that, to pay off all of our debt, to really get right with God. When God led us out to this wilderness experience, I call it the wilderness experience because Jesus went through the same thing. It was through there that God would allow the enemy... uh, to test us. And it was us seeking him in his word, abiding in his word. And God was speaking and God was doing, but he was pruning us. And it was in this time that I had to come to know who I was. I had to come to know that I was a child of God first. It wasn't in what I did or what I said or what trophies that I had. No, I just had to come come to know who I was, my true identity, which was in Christ alone. And the only way that I was able to love others the way he loved them was I had to figure out first, how does the father see me? And once I found that, my whole life just transformed on how I saw every, everybody else. Like God loves you so much. And if you're listening right now and you're doubting your unworthiness because I went through this and I still go through this sometimes, don't. Don't listen to what the world says. Don't listen to what people say about you. Go to his word and see what he says about you. He says you are the beloved. You are his. He sent his one and only son to die for you. He had, Jesus had you on his mind when he went to the cross. And he, and he did so because he wanted for not only forgiveness of sins, but he wanted to have a relationship with you. And now he sent us the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the grave and the same Holy Spirit that led Jesus all throughout his ministry, who spoke the words of God and did what the Father told him to do. He was led by the Holy Spirit. And now he has given us this Holy Spirit. If we believe in him, believe in all of our heart, God sends us the Holy Spirit, which now indwells in us. So God is inside of us. He is with us. This is your temple. This is where we worship. And God leads and guides through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is our counselor. It teaches us all truth. And we're to walk in this truth and obey what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. So my point in saying this is that 
I believe right now that God is really purifying his church, that God is really pruning his church. And if things, and he's calling us to rise up to what he is telling us who we are, but if it's of the world, let it fall away so that the only thing is left is what he has made us for. And our heart becomes like his heart as we go out and do what he has called us to do. Every, um, every Sunday, you know, I speak this message and I speak a message on here. And I, guys, I can tell you, I pray about this. I read in his word. I really allow uh, time for the Holy Spirit to speak in this. Well, I don't always start at 930. You know, when I feel like I'm, when God says you're ready, then I speak. And, you know, and this is something, you know, don't, um, I don't come on here just to, to get likes and to get comments and to increase that. No, here's my sole purpose for doing this. My sole purpose is, and I want to read this, is um, my people come to you as they usually do and sit before you to listen to your words. This is in Ezekiel 34. But they do not put these, these words into practice. With their mouths they express devotion, but with their hearts they are greedy for unjust gain. Indeed to them you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice and plays an instrument well. For they hear your words, but do not put them into practice. Guys, don't, don't, don't come here and glorify me. It's not me. It is Christ in me. Run back to his word. He's trying to lead you into truth. He's trying to guide you. He wants you. He, was, he is hunting for you, all of you, the good, the bad, the ugly. He wants you to devote your life. He wants you to put all of his words into practice. That's the whole purpose of me speaking of this message. I just want you to come to know who you are and come to know the plans that the Father has given you. He is there and he is speaking. And it comes up to us to open our eyes and our ears and to listen to what the Father is saying to you. So with that being said, um, you know, Monday morning, the father really put me in Ezekiel 37. And then I was talking to one of my professors at Asbury and uh, we just started sharing. And it was so cool because the Lord was showing and sharing uh, the same message through the same Holy Spirit, because the same Holy Spirit that's in Dr. Siemens, it's also in me. And I explained to him kind of what I was walking through, what I, what I felt the Lord was sharing with his church. And, um, and Ezekiel 37 came up in conversation. So here's what I'm going to read is Ezekiel 37. 37.1, and this is for the recitation of the nation, and this is what I know God is doing. It says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many, uh, I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked, He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will at attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So in verse 7 of chapter 37 and Ezekiel says, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and I prophesied as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and the tendons of flesh appeared on them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and breathe and entered them, and breath entered into them. 
They came to life and stood on their feet, a vast army. I can't tell you how many times, about a month ago, I was just praying and I feel like the Lord had shown me this vision and it was all walks, all cultures, all ages, uh, male, female. And I saw these, I saw individuals from all over the world. They were suiting up and putting on the full armor of God that's mentioned in Ephesians 6. Like people were being raised up and God was calling his army to step forth. And God is breathing life right now into these dry bones. The Western church you know, has been known as kind of being a dry bones. We, you know, we can, we have the word of God, but it's like, where's the spirit? What is the spirit saying? And if you go into revelations, uh, as John was taken up, uh, into this vision and revelations as, as he wrote out revelations and all through the, there was a warning that was sent to all the seven churches. And he says, give ear to what the spirit says and do what the spirit tells us to do. And I believe God is having that same message right now. We're like the church of Laodicea is, you know, we're lukewarm, we're neither, we're neither cold or we're hot, but we're not doing, we're not producing fruit. And the only way we produce fruit is by keeping with repentance, humbling ourselves. And I believe right now God is refining his church. You know, it's, it's just like when we come to accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we just recognize at that point in time that we are a sinner in need of a Savior. And if we don't, you know, we, we the only way, you're exactly right, Romans 10, 9, the only, ever, the only way we'll ever be able to step onto the playing field is if God trains us up. It means that God has got to prune us up. If we turn to Matthew 3, and this is when um, John the Baptist basically came and ushered the way in for Jesus. It says this in Matthew 3. He says, I baptize you with water for repentance, as John Baptist, but the one after me who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with an unquenchable fire. God is pruning his people. And it's like, you know, you go to, when people get enlisted into an army, they don't automatically go in and step into battle. They don't. No, they go through training. They, they find their breaking point. And that's exactly what the Father does to us. You know, we step into battle with these egos. We step into battle with pride. We step into 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 what we think we step into the army with what we think and all these talents that we got thinking that we're going to do well and you know we're going to be glorified for our many gifts and what we've done in the past and God says listen I need to prune you of all this stuff I need to find your breaking point I'm going to allow the enemy to work through you and I'm going to challenge you I'm going to put you through test and if through the perseverance and through you seeking my face and through you humbling my humbling yourself and through your weakness I will make you strong and that's what the father is telling us right now he says, listen, you've you got to be trained up. I can't put you on the playing field. You're not ready yet. You're not ready to go out and do missions. You're not ready to go out and fulfill the Great Commission. Allow me to work through you and in, in you so that when you step out, then you will be ready. And that's exactly where I am with my walk in life. You know, and a lot of times with my type A personality, I want to step on the playing field. I want to say, Lord, give me the ball. I'm ready to run. But honestly, in my heart, and as I've come to know this, I've kind of sat back and I realized I'm really not ready yet that I'm being trained up, that God is equipping me so that I can equip others. If, and if I were to step onto the playing field now, my impact wouldn't be that great. But if I just allow God to continue to work in me and through me, that when I step onto the playing field, then the impact is going to be so great. And God had shown me two things that I want to share with you. And, and, it, and it's in this. It's in this, that God has a position for you on his playing field. God has gifted you with many talents and many gifts, and it can only be done through the Holy Spirit. 
but it takes us pulling our pride away. As in, I find it fascinating too in 1 Peter 5, it says that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Those who are contrite in spirit, they will see God, that God is near. The kingdom of heaven is near. It takes us laying our lives down, crucifying our flesh, just like Jesus did. It takes us being broken so that we can be multiplied. You look at Jesus and you know what he told the disciples before he was actually crucified. He took the bread and took the wine. You can't drink grapes. No, he was going to be broken and poured out so that not only we can receive forgiveness for our sins and what we have done, but it's so that we can, he can multiply and be multiplied. And that, and that same thing, we have to do the same thing. No, you can't swallow bread whole. No, you have to rip and tear it. It's the same thing. We have to do the same thing. We have to lay down our lives. We have to pick up our cross and follow him. We have to crucify our flesh so that we walk in the spirit. The flesh always wants to fall away to the world. It wants to, it wants to go just into pride. And that's why the enemy got kicked out of heaven. That's why the, arc, the, the angel of Satan in heaven was kicked out is because of pride. And we have this same battle that we're going through today. So we have to lay down our flesh, lay down our wants and desires, pick up our cross, crucify our flesh, pick up our cross and walk and follow him. This is daily. Jesus says, unless a kernel of wheat dies, dies, the, the, the seed of a wheat, it has to die in order to produce many. The actual seed has to die. That's what we have to do. And this is something that I am reminding myself every day. I have to lay down my life. And I said, Lord, give me a chance to die today because I have got to die because my flesh wants to take over. My pride wants to take over. And it's only in humility those who are humble will see God and those who are hunger for his righteousness. And if we obey through the Holy Spirit, God will allow us to produce fruit, not just much fruit, but more fruit, the abundance of fruit that God has called us to, to produce. So what am I saying with all of this? I'm saying this, that God is raising up his army. The other day, God was, I was praying and I shared with this, I think a couple weeks ago. And, and I feel like God just keeps bringing it to the forefront of my mind. And as I was sitting there praying, there was this pot of water that was starting to boil and there was oil in the pot with the water and the oil started to, to come together and they were, and the oil was completely together and solid and it was separate from the water. And the pot was boiling. And I believe this. God is brewing. God is shaking the foundations of the earth. God is calling people to step up and say, Father, search my heart. I am ready to be pruned. I am ready to be put onto the field. I understand that I'm not there yet. But work with me, Lord. Train me up. And that hope and that oil represented the body of Christ, represented the army. Nothing could penetrate it. Nothing could penetrate it. So just as Ezekiel was called to prophesy to go to Israel. Ezekiel is they're, they're in they're, Israel is in exile. He sends Ezekiel to go to prophesy to Israel. And Ezekiel goes and says, "They're dry bones, and it takes the breath to breathe the breath of life into them. So they they wake up, they come to know who they are in, in Christ, and they say, Coach, put me on the playing field. I'm ready to play." Give me the ball. I'm ready to go hunt for lost sheep. I'm ready to go hunt for souls. I'm ready to go speak your words that pierces their hearts and gets them to turn and come and follow you. There's an army rising. 
and God is calling you to be on his field. In Genesis 2-7, it says this, and I find this fascinating because I said in the beginning of this sermon, I said that God is doing a fresh thing. He's doing a new thing, but he's doing it out of something that is old. And this is, if you go to Genesis 2-7, when God created man, this is exactly what he hap- what happened. He created man. So in 2-7, the Lord formed, the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and the breath of life and the man became a living being. Became a living being. I believe God is doing the same thing right now. That God is longing to breathe his breath of life, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit in you, which will lead you, which will guide you, which will show you the way. You know, we can have this whole entire word. We can have the word of God. But if we don't read it with the Holy Spirit, we don't know when to put it when to put what scripture into place, when to put what scripture into action. And this is what I see in the church. And this is what I see even in seminaries all across the world. And God has shown me this the other day. I'm going to take this arrow. And you see this, this piercing, this sharp edge. And I believe on one side is the theology. It's the word of God. On this side is the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that brings light and makes sense of the Word of God. So it doesn't matter on this side right here. It doesn't matter if you know every single interpretation, if you know the whole Word of God. It is useless if you do not know or are walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. But when you take these two, when you take this theology, this, this ideology of, of theology, and understand the Word of God in its context, and what, what I mean by that is, why, would you, why did Jesus speak the way he did? What was going on in those days? And if you understand that, you understand the contextualization of the scriptures, you understand why Jesus spoke the way he did, or why he used this phrase instead of those, and you apply the Holy Spirit which is given, which is indwelling in us, but it takes us surrendering to it and asking the Father to speak to us through his word. When these two things come together, and as they slowly do, they come to a point, that very point right there. That point right there is what pierces our hearts. That point right there is what divides and conquers. The Bible says that the word of God is alive and it is active. The word of God is alive and it is active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit. Joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. You saw the title of this sermon, and it said this, Why are you running? I ran for 17 years. Quit running. Answer his call. He is longing to guide you. He is longing for you to wake up every single morning, to get rid of the distractions, get rid of Facebook, get rid of everything, and hunt after him with all your heart. He's asking you to call out to him. All you turkey hunters out there, 
You go to the woods and you sit in quietness. And what do you do? You listen. And you call out to entice a gobbler to gobble. The Father right now just wants you to call out to him as you sit in solitude, as you sit alone and in quietness with your senses open, with your heart ready to be cultivated, ready to receive a seed that God is trying to plant in you. You just got to keep calling out to him. I also find it fascinating that in turkey hunting, when a turkey gets scared or at a turkey, every single night it goes and they roost on high. God is calling us to roost on high, to get just a little bit higher to him. And it's when that turkey is sitting on a limb high up that it is safe and it can see everything that's going on. That's all. That's what the Father wants to do with you. He wants you to bring you, bring you up to his level. He wants you to come to know who he is and what he is seeing and what he is speaking. And he is speaking, I promise you. But it takes us understanding the scriptures, him breathing his life of the Holy Spirit into us, this side. And when that comes to a point, now we are hunters. And God then, once we are ready, once we have been pruned, God then sends us out on his missing field to conquer, to take back what the enemy has trespassed. You are his private property. And the enemy has been trespassing for way too long. It's up to us to kick him off the property. Come to know who he is and what he says about you. And it's from that you'll find your spot on his playing field. We are an army of one. One spirit, one baptism, one God. We are only to be concerned with him and what he says and not what the world says. God's call and roll. Question is, are you ready to raise to the occasion? The other day, I was in the kitchen and I was getting ready to cut an avocado and that avocado was too hard. So therefore it wasn't ready for use. And on that avocado was this, and I know it's backwards, but I'm gonna read it to you. It says, ripe when soft or ready to eat when soft. A lot of times this is our heart. Our hearts get hard and nothing can penetrate it. And it's not until our hearts are soft that God can come in and plant a seed that would be ready um, for harvest later on. This thing being hard is not going to be ready. But when we are soft, when we are broken, then God can use us. God uses broken things. He doesn't use things that are hard-hearted. 
He can't work with that. It's not ready to be used. Remember, he is the potter, we are the clay. It is he who forms us. And we can't keep running from him. We're like fish with a hook in our mouth and we just keep trying to spin away. And Jesus is sitting there with that reel and he's letting you run, but there's gonna come a time, as he did with me, he's gonna set that hook. And when he does, you'll come running back and he will fa- he is faithful. He will take you in and he will lead you and he will guide you. So quit running, answer the call and step onto his playing field. He loves you and he wants you. Just listen. Just listen. Jeremiah 33, three says this. It says, cry out to me, call to me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Are you calling out to him? Are you crying out to him? I know every single one of y'all are going through something right now. We all are. Jesus is the only answer. He is the answer to all things. Here's a scripture. When I was out there in this wilderness experience, my wife and my family, and my daughter, it was my wife and my daughter, and we were out there. And I can tell you, it was some of the hardest things I've ever had to do. God was calling me to repent of my old ways. God was calling me to confess things of my past, which that was tough because we love darkness. And God's calling, calling us to shed light on all this darkness, to reveal it. It's like when you walk into a, a dark room and you flip the switch on and the, and the roaches just start scattering. That's what we gotta do. We gotta, we gotta shed the light. We gotta shed his light on the deep and the deep parts of our heart so that this, we can get rid and deal with this garbage and get it out of our lives and fill it with his light. And God put me in Psalm 66 once God brought us to Kentucky. And it says this, and this is what we went through on, our, on the farm as our wilderness experience. And it took us getting rid of all distractions. And we were led out by the Holy Spirit. This was God's plan. And at the time, I didn't like it. It was tough. It was painful. It was so hard. It was some of the hardest things I've ever had to walk through that I had to deal with. It says, For you, O God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and water but you brought us to a place of abundance. It was hard. It was tough. But I'm the person I am today. And I've been changed and I've been transformed because of what he has done to me. He cares for you. He wants to make you sharp like a double-edged sword. He wants you to walk in his ways. Just seek him with everything that you got. Make him the center of your life. Don't put God in a box and put him on a shelf and only use him when you need him for emergencies. 
Put everything you got into him. And the Lord will show you his ways. He wants to provide for you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for your word, Lord. I'm so thankful that you have given us the Holy Spirit, this free gift that is from you. We can't buy this gift. We can't earn this gift. But it comes straight from your heart. It's part of the Trinity. So Father, I pray right now as marriages are crumbling, as finances are not there. That it's in our brokenness, Lord. It's when our spirits are low, Lord. It's when we are humble, not when we're prideful, that you speak. So Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would remove all distractions from us. that we would just cry out to you and that you would speak the very words that pierce our hearts, Lord. You know what we're struggling with. We can't hide from you. Father, search our hearts. You know our thoughts before they ever even come into our mind. Father, you know every single hair that is on our head. You knit us together in our mother's womb. You know all, you see all, and your plan is so much better than our plan. So, Father, I pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. And that we would surrender to you. We would wave our white flags. And that you would begin to work in us. Father, comfort us. Give us peace that surpasses all understanding. Reveal your heart and your plans that you have for us. Father, I pray that lives are transformed, that we are spirit-filled and we are sanctified, and that we are, are made holy in your sight. Holy Spirit, move. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Father. And we love you, Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless every single one of y'all. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Create the environment, draw near to him, and he'll draw near to you. God bless you all. I love y'all. If you're listening on our podcast, thank you so much for listening. We just finished our live Facebook feed, and um, yeah, tune in every week. And, and you know, and hey, you don't have to be on the Facebook live. That's why we do the podcast. You can tune in uh, anytime throughout the day. You're driving, traveling. Leave us a comment. Leave us prayer prayer request. Um, we're here for you guys. Put them first in all you do. 
and he will show you the way. Love y'all. When we draw near, I see the mystery of who you are. Reveal my heart to be renewed until nothing's left.